Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide Podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. And you will do a lot of bearing tonight. Much hurting, oh, many it's bearings. it's not going to be great for... Such wow. Well. <sighs> All right. Well, we've got, an, we've got another article analysis. I guess this is essentially an article analysis. Well, it's it's a, also just a current event topic that's just happening, but... Yeah. I don't even know how long this one will be, but it's kind of going to be like a hit it hard, hit it fast, because, I mean, just talking about it makes you feel a little icky. Yeah, definitely. I have a cigar in my mouth, I'm sorry. We're, yeah, we're, we're, ex- we're experiencing this beautiful spring weather, so we're recording outside tonight. Uh, Jesse's uh, choking on the old cigar. <laughs> <laughs> well, not worth starting over, so we'll just roll with it. Yep, nope. We've got... <laughs> Uh, Our mother sent us a uh, wild, wild article. Um, You know how you love your mother when you just wonder, like, well, maybe she just lost it. It was a little senile. And then you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Well, um, we we found a a more... uh, I love you, Mom. Love you, Mom. (laughs) This is a shout-out to all the moms out there. (laughs) Love their kids. Uh, So, the Dallas Observer reports... um, their headline is this. They say, The Satanic Temple says Texas abortion laws violate religious liberty, so they're filing suit. Um, Our title is, Satanists and Abortion. Chemosh still going strong in 2020. Except it is 2021 now. That's well, what I said. Good thing I can just... Bloop. Well, you fix the there notes isn't going to fix the fact that I read the wrong year because I'm an idiot. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry, everybody. It was a very long year. Uh, until we end the lockdowns, it's still 2020. Um, yes. So, um, in this article, uh, basically, the Satanic Temple is filing suit on religious liberty claims uh, against the state of Texas for their st- restrictions to abortion, claiming that abortion is actually a ritual in their Satanic Temple that they want to continue to perform without restrictions. Now, if you're quiet for a second, you can hear all the people that will be surprised that the Satanists want to have child sacrifice. Let's listen. Oh, apparently no one's surprised that the Satanists want to have ritualistic uh, child sacrifices. All right, yeah. Go figure. All right, let's uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Um, you, have some, you have some quotes that, from the... Yeah, so here's some quotes. Uh, this is from Lucian Greaves... Might be grievous. I don't want to. Sorry, sorry, Lucian. Well, his Hi. position certainly is. So. Yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely grievous. Uh, here's here's a, here's what he says. Here's what he has to say about this. But the temple's members consider abortion a ritualistic practice, according to co-founder. Oh, good. There we go. Co-founder and spokesperson Lucian Grievous uh, maintains that the state's regulations disrupt this, rit- this ritual. We have a distinct kind of procedure for this," said Mr. Grievous. And in no part of this do we include getting sonograms or any other medically unnecessary acts as are required in Texas. Therefore, the imposition of those things, we feel, is a violation of our religious liberty. Right. So in Texas, they have a 20-week cutoff, and then anything after that has to be deemed medical, medically necessary um, by physicians. There's sonograms and counseling and all of that stuff before you actually get to go through with the killing of the unborn child. Uh, And, you know, the Satanists think that that's just too restrictive. They can't freely practice their religion because it's a rite, a ritual in their religion. Really hampering them there, isn't it? 
And you might think, ah, they're just making it up. It's not a thing. And you'd be wrong. Here's what the ritual goes like. This is reported again from the Dallas Observer. The ritual goes like this. Before the abortion takes place, surgically or medically, a member of the Satanic Temple will look at her reflection, be reminded of her personhood and responsibility to herself, take deep breaths, focus on her intent, and make herself comfortable. When ready, she will say the third and fifth tenet of the temple aloud. The third tenet reads, One body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. The fifth tenet, Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's own beliefs. Now... The irony... Oh, no, you know what? I'll, I'll let you finish the ritual. Okay. After that, My if receiving problem. a surgical abortion, the individual would, would complete these steps before receiving anesthetics or sedation. Afterward, she would return to her reflection and cite her personal affirmation. By my body, my blood, by my will, it is done. Now, here's the irony of that. The irony is that the fifth tenet reads that one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Why is that ironic, Jesse? Well, it's ironic because the last thing she chants is, my body, my blood. But, ironically, it's not her body, nor is it her blood. Boy, isn't that a thing? Well, to be sure, if she's getting cut open surgically, there may be some of her blood involved. Uh, however, it is not the... <laughs> life-ebbing-flow-ending blood that will be coming from the child. Right. Ironically, like, you know, medically, <clears throat> this is why women have to get Rogam, right? Because if the antibodies in the blood of the baby and the mother don't match, the woman's body will actually attack the baby. So you have to get Rogam to neutralize the... Before an abortion? The, no, 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 just in general. Like, after you after you had a baby, they, they actually test you for these antibodies. <clears throat> on the blood. And so you get a Rogam shot, the RH factor. Always? Um, only if necessary. O- only if necessary. Only right. only if they're not compatible. Hmm. But in some cases, the fact they are incompatible would say... It's not her blood. Dun, dun, dun. So who's, who's anti-science, anti-science now, Satanists? Well, she is... She, the, the, the Satanist church is pro-the science, which, as I stated previously, is called t-science. Always trust to science. To science. The science. Now, that's totally separate from actual science. You know, so like when you go into school and they teach you the life cycle and it starts with embryo and finishes with adult, right? Mm. Right. And then if you interrupt that life cycle at any point, you could seriously do harm to the life. Right. And, and or end the life outrightly. Right. Right. And it starts with embryo. Embryo. So once you start poking and prodding in there with the embryo... You either dramatically harm or actually end the life cycle. Right. And we've been taught this in schools forever. Yes. To this moment. Yep. This is a life cycle. It is a scientific fact. What the holy crap are we doing? Now, the, the, reason, <clears throat> the reason they're not going to win this case, <laughs> as they have not in, uh, I think, what do they say, Missouri they tried this? Yeah, they... so in Missouri they had also previously filed suits. Um, and in Missouri their problem was not the undue burdens of, of getting sonograms and such. Their issue was that in Missouri 
you're required to receive and read state mandated state mandated state wow english Stamp. is so hard i've got to go back to my native language all right <laughs> in missouri you're required to receive and read state mandated materials all right now this material includes the line the life of each human being begins at conception Abortion will terminate the life of a separate, unique, living human being. Amen. And that is facts. That's just straight facts. Um, is, is land cheap in Missouri? Turns out. <laughs> actually, yeah, probably not that. Yeah. The problem is you got to drive forever to get off of bread, so you got to work that out. Ah, well, now, if you can work it out where you can just grow some wheat, maybe you know, grind it all up and you know, make your own bread, you know. Nothing wrong with a bit of milling about. Mill <laughs> okay, you could mill. Milling. Right. You right, you mill. have to. Yeah, you have to mill it's it. Part no? of the process, right? Yeah, that's why they put the little, little flappy things in the waters next to rivers, and it would spin, and then it would grind up the mill. Yeah, they yeah, call yeah. the mill, or it would run a saw and cut the wood, and yeah, you know, water power, boom, boom, green energy, hydro, baby, oh, blue energy, oh, it's water. I don't know. Anyway, so the reason this isn't going to win um, is that, <clears throat> ironically. Uh, religious protections don't really apply when you violate the rights of a human being. And since, you know, abortion is ending the life of another human being, one might even call it an innocent human being, uh, our law categorizes that as murder, which you're not allowed to do. Um, even, that, that is not a religious, that is not a religiously protected uh, act. Yeah. So you notice where the Satanists aren't doing this, right? The Satanists aren't doing this in, like, say, New York, right? Because in New York, you can kill a babe whenever you want. Yep. In fact, I, I mean, I, I I don't know. You probably have a hard argument, like, if the mom didn't want the one-year-old around, I think they might just throw that in, like, you know what? Close enough. Close enough. Hey, close enough. What do you want? I'm kidding. They, they can't I mean, do that. Who yeah. was it? Yet. Nor Gary Northam? He yeah. was like, he was yes. like uh, if they're born, uh, I don't know, maybe. I believe what he actually said was, if they're born and there's still some discussion, we'll keep the mother comfortable and uh, and we'll let the mother and the family decide if we're not going to what uh, either. I, you know, he doesn't actually say what's going to happen, but either smother. I don't know. You just just let it die. I don't know. I don't know what exactly goes on after that, because pretty much after that, you're just a, a disgusting effing. It's just bad. I just get mad. So I'm going to try to. Well, it's infuriating. It's really bad. It's just. <sighs> terrible. So, terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <clears throat> um, it, it boggles the mind, all right? It's like you you wouldn't, if you, if you pitched the script to a, a Hollywood studio and you said, I'd like to make this movie where the Satanists sue the sue so they can have the right to perform abortions on the altar. It's just too on the nose, right? It's like, how long have you been saying, like, this is disgusting child sacrifice here that we're doing in our country. We're we're just we're taking the, we're, the god of convenience and we're we're crushing babies on on the god of convenience's altar. And and here the Satanists come along and they say, uh, you know what? That's not true. But we'd like to you know be able to kill babies on our altar. Please, if you could let us do that. Ironically, like basically literally. Yeah, and and it's just so on the nose. It's a bit too. Ooh, it's like. It's right there. It's just right there. Um, well, remember, like, and 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 talking about sacrificing it on the altar of convenience and career advancement. What was who is it? Michelle Williams, is that her? That uh, 
that got up when she was receiving the Oscar or whatever awards they give to themselves uh, at that award ceremony when she's like, <laughs> there's so many though. Where she's like, Golden Globes. <laughs> where she's like, yeah, no, uh, the abortion that I had let me do this, and I don't regret it. But you know, she should, and that's a shame, and she should repent of that. I mean, and I pray that she does. Uh, while, while there's still breath in the lungs. There's, yes, Michelle uh, Williams, there she is. There she is. Yeah. Golden yeah. Globes, I was right, though. It wasn't, yeah, it was a Golden Globes. Whatever awards they give themselves. Always giving themselves awards. Link in the notes, everybody. Link in the notes. Yep. Always good to point out Link in the notes. Um, it's just... The, ch- the, the chanting, the reciting, the looking in a mirror. The, the real problem, I think, with the ritual... It, it being so spot on is is the whole ritual is set up to make you the god. Yes. Right. And and that's why we have such these ridiculously loose abortion laws that have caused more that caused more black and brown babies every year in New York to be murdered, killed, cut off, destroyed. Right. Then actually born alive. Actually born alive. Like, ugh. And I'm which sorry. Is, now, which is exactly what Margaret Sanger wanted. It's so true, so true. Um, it's it's really it's 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 horrible. It's it, and the real problem we don't even have. So people go around and they'll cite abortion statistics, like try to try to <clears throat> cite current statistics to say, oh no, abortion isn't that bad. Let's let's be clear. The data we're going off of for New York, I think, comes from like 2013, 2014. It's the last time we even had good data on abortion in the state. Because you know what? States don't have to report abortion statistics. None of them. It's all voluntary. Right. California doesn't do it hardly ever. New York doesn't. These states don't do it because they're not required to. However, if there's one person who slips and falls on a sidewalk and dies, it's reported. Yep. But you kill them. You kill them just before they breathe air, and it's no big. We don't. We don't even need to. We don't even need to consider that a statistic. We don't even need to count that. We're no not going to count deal. that. It's like swatting a fly. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway, look, the <sighs> ranting could go strong in this yes. one. And you know, a lot of people. And we're, we're two. We're two men sitting here. A lot of people say this is a women's issue. It's not a women's issue. Uh, purely, it's it's a moral issue, and that means that it, it affects it affects both men and women, and. I would dare say that both of our wives would gladly come on this podcast and rail far harder than we are um, mm. on the on the aspect and topic of abortion. Yeah, you best be thankful it's us out here right now. Uh, right. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <clears throat> so, you know, I... I don't really know, you know, and well, that's just that just segues nicely into another thing I want to just say. Sorry, we're just ranting now, okay? That's so, fine. Let me just say, men, pull up your damn pants, okay? Pull them up. Ooh. All right, enough is enough. All right, don't do it. If you don't want to have a baby, don't do it. Oh. Ladies, ladies, if you don't want to have a baby, there is one guaranteed, foolproof, absolute way to not have a baby. All right, don't have. Sex. There you go. It's it's guaranteed, hundred percent. You, I, I promise you. If you do not have sex, you will not have a baby. I guarantee it. Right. All right, dudes. All right. If you don't want to have a baby, if you don't want to pay child support, if you don't want to have these issues, okay, don't have sex. Don't mess around. You you need to treat other people like people, not as commodities to be used 
for your own selfish gain or your own selfish pleasure. And that, that's true for both men and women. But specifically, as men, we, 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 we share a heavy burden for the idea that men must be responsible. And you know what? If you, have, if, you, if you do have that baby, there's far too babies that don't know their dads. Which is another huge... Oh, man, another podcast Dude, topic. Fatherlessness, don't even... Oh, my don't even, yeah, gosh. It's, but, <coughs> but you need to treat people like they are image bearers of the Most High God, which is exactly what they are. We're supposed to, we're supposed to love, love our enemies, even. Even our enemies are made in the image of God, and we are supposed to treat them with a certain dignity and value and worth because that's what God himself has bestowed upon them mm. from womb to tomb. Stay going. My gosh. Yeah, and, and on, you know what? On top of that, I know it's like, oh, what? Some crotchy Christian trying to tell us how to have sex. Look, I'm not telling you you don't have... I'm not telling you don't have sex. It's, not, it's actually not what I'm telling you at all. What I'm telling you is if you don't want to get pregnant, the only way to stop that is to not have sex. Now here... You well, the only way to prevent that. Prevent that. Is to not have sex. Now, here, if you have sex and you get pregnant, why do you feel it is the pregnancy's fault? Never. Why do you feel it's the child that's growing inside of you? Why do you feel it's their fault when it's not? The baby didn't do anything. No, and here to come into it, its existence. Right. It, it it did nothing. It did nothing. And and here's another thing. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you don't have sex. I'm telling you to take responsibility for yourselves. Yep. Take responsibility for yourselves. If you want to choose to have sex and you get pregnant, then sure. Dude's paying child support. Lady's having a baby. That's the way it goes. All right? I would I would much rather go with, please, here, do this. Find somebody who you want to spend your life with. Get married to that person and then have all the sex you want. All the amazing sex that you could possibly want. Yeah. All right? You don't have to go out to the bar. You don't have to find out random people with STDs, worry about getting tested. You don't have to worry about getting in, hooked up with some... Horrible person that's going to like drug you or you know, no no find a person do the work find the oh, person gosh jeez Louise all right look <clears throat> I was trying to segue us into the into the scripture we we've got some scripture I mean and this I don't think this needs to be a very long podcast but I do it, want to say we started with the fact that the Satanists want to perform ritualistic abortions and they're suing Texas over it. That's right. where our culture is. This is where we live. Well the, well, the Christians can sue for religious liberty. We're not trying to kill people. <laughs> what are the Christians suing for? Uh, we would like prayer in schools. How dare you? How dare you? The little sisters of the poor just want to run their orphanage. <laughs> yeah, they would just like to not have to pay for abortions they don't agree with. You know, abortifacients and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, we can't have that. They have to pay for abortifacients. They're literally trying to save the children and... <laughs> Anyway. Dang those little sisters of the poor. (laughs) Come on. It's the Satanists that need the help to kill the babies at their services. Oh, my God. What kind of sick man watches a woman kill kill her child inside Uh, of her? You are a sick man that does that. uh, All right. Let's let's get in. The the scripture will speak for itself. The scripture will speak for itself. So... (laughs) When I mentioned that, that, that we are all made in the image of God. Bad boys over here. I'm trying to woosa. Right. Woosa. <laughs> Is that what they do? They rub their ears like that? Uh, it's Martin Lawrence. It's a joke. You'll have to watch the movie. Uh, yeah, I, Uncultured I'm, swine. I'm sorry. So Genesis 127, right from the beginning, this is literally the beginning. It says, so God created man in his own image. That is, in God's own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, 
He created them. Why is this important, Jesse? This is this is important because every man, every woman, every person is made in the image of God. And this is right at the beginning. God made man. This is the making of the first human being, the first two human beings, and that explicitly says that God is creating man in the image of himself, in the image of God. And when that means that when we take away that life, we are destroying someone who is made in the image of God. It is a blasphemy. It is the spitting in the face of God, saying, I know better than you, even though he is the creator of you. And here's what, this is one of those um, objective-subjective moments in, 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 world, in the world, period. All right, so if you... Uh, don't personally value uh, life. And so, you know, you decide to take someone else's life. All right. If this verse isn't true, then all we have is arbitrary guidelines to actually make, to pass judgment on it. There's only arbitrary guidelines. Because in reality, if if you want to kill someone, who are we to say that you're you're wrong? We don't have any guidelines. There's no to, value to the life, right? There's there's no real value. Uh, there, w- what's its worth anyway, right? If it was inconvenient, right? We just get rid of it, and and then so you don't even at, at the point you get rid of this first. At the point you get rid of objective truth, you don't even need to make the argument for babies. If someone else is inconvenient to you, just you know, you know, kill them. Tap 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 tap. Click, click, boom, and it's all over. And you know what? Then your life's easier and it's more convenient for you. So all life has value. All life has value because God created it in his image. This is expressly what our country was founded on. Yes. Hmm. 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 Now, that you'd think, all right, that's that's what the Bible says. No, but the Bible says so much more. So here's let's bring some detail into this hmm. process. Okay. Psalm 139, 13 through 16 says, here the psalmist says this, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret. In intricately woven in the depths of the earth you your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them the days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them wow i mean here here the psalmist is so clear from the very beginning that the cells are are beginning to be woven together the process of life is there. Right. And each step of that is an action by God to create an image bearer. And this isn't even this isn't even a sterile scientific process. This is also personhood. God knew him. He knows us. Every numbered day, every day of his existence was formed. Yes. And so it's it's not it's it's more than just a human life. It is a human person. An actual person that has codified in their genes the information that will carry them through to the tomb. And here, and here, I love the knitting too. The knitting is such a wonderful. So, if anybody, if you know any knitters, now I know, I know several knitters. Okay, that they literally knit things together. 
All right. Now, when, when, if you've ever seen a knitter start knitting, first of all, they do this thing with the needles, and I'm like, oh, are we getting Chinese? And they're like, no, no, these are my knitting needles. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang it. <sighs> but we should also then get Chinese. Yes. So, so, so when they're starting to knit something, it's just thread, just getting pushed and pulled and yanked around, and you, you ask them, right? You ask them, like, oh, what are you making there? And they're like, socks. And you're like, that ain't no socks. <laughs> what the? I don't know what you're talking about. That ain't no socks, right? Now, if the knitter stops at any point in that process, right, the, the sock is undone. Is not a sock. It's not. It's not complete. You've you've devastated the sock. Right. Right. It's when the knitter knits, the process is complete, and you you're like, oh my gosh, you knitted that. That's what you were knitting. Right, and they show you like, yeah, I, here's where I actually was able to work in some elastic to make the sock actually, you know, stay up, and I I actually. I bring this particular part in so so it's a little tighter on the ankle and then we expand it here for the heel and and they show you and you're like oh my gosh that's amazing because when I saw you doing it it was like a little like it was like like, a, like maybe a rag or something I don't know it was exactly something I wanted to clean up a spill with in the kitchen <laughs> and now you've made a sock yeah right and that's that's just a very finite way to understand what what is being spoken of here true and it, it and the I had wonderful teachers in school. So, you know, I forget if it was if it was Mr. Mrs. Hibbert or if it was the uh, or if it was Mr. Nets that that just so aptly described the process of of DNA coming together. Oh, oof! Two strands of yarn, so to speak, just coming together, weaving themselves in one another, and and creating that life it is literally an it is almost quite literally a knitting together now the psalmist had no idea but we do and it adds depth he didn't know the dna he didn't know the yet DNA. his yet his yet his express words as as given by inspiration of god were perfect they were perfect god knew what he did oh sure did didn't god he knew what he did he knew mother liquor now, one of my favorite. Perhaps, as you say that, I might point out that the reason we should be very concerned at what we do with babies is because God knows what you do. Oh, all right, go ahead. One of my favorite stories. Um, one of my favorite stories in the uh, Advent narrative, right? So, oh, I thought you were going Aesop's fables. Uh, no, I just like them. Go ahead. I mean, they're they're fine. Um. One of my favorite stories in the Advent narrative is is that when uh, when Mary goes and meets Elizabeth, Mary's pregnant with with Jesus, and Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist uh, or John the John the Dunker, as you like to say, um, <coughs> John the Dunker, John the Dunker. Um, <laughs> my son said that to me tonight. <laughs> anyway, good. Um, and and. Mary Mary comes and she sees Elizabeth and literally Luke 141 it, it says and when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary the baby that's John leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and she she recounts to Mary that she felt the baby leap inside leap inside of her at the news of Mary's coming with the preborn Messiah now, John John the Dunker is one of my favorite biblical characters. Besides the relationship that Paul had with Timothy, he is one of my favorite people to, to examine. Because John the Dunker always 
I love that we're just going to call him that now. He is, he is just, he's always the favorite character of anyone associated with homeschooling. I just don't understand. Really? <laughs> is it a thing? I mean, the dude's out in the desert. He's all looking crazy. He comes over. He's not really acclimated to socializing. Socialization. With you don't need to <laughs> He's over here chomping on locusts and honey. He does. He's like coming over here and he's just yelling at people. It's yeah. kind of what. And yet, and yet his bap- and yet his baptism was one of repentance. And as soon as Jesus heard that John was imprisoned, it says Jesus started preaching repentance to the people he picked up john's mantle when john was in prison so cool i love i just absolutely love that relationship but here you have a pre-born baby which we scientifically know babies can hear in the womb at a certain point we know this for a scientific fact and yet and and here we have a wonderful picture of what that looked like it's just amazing and everybody's like oh that's just that's just, you know, the baby kicked or she had some gas and the baby moved around. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If you really understand your statistical odds of even becoming impregnated, the fact the biological processes necessary in in going on in the scrotum of the man to even produce live sperm, that the statistical factors going into that those sperm actually finding and impregnating an egg, one of those sperms actually surviving the process through temperature changes to actually impregnate an egg and successfully implant in the uterine wall, okay? You'd smack yourself right now, okay? Because it's all, it's, it, these processes are not like, the the miracle that God gives is that he, he, he allows it to happen so frequently. Hmm. It is not simple. And that baby was formed by God to literally be the forerunner yes. to the Messiah. Yes. And not only that, if you if you had a question about who John the Baptist was as far as his stature and place in history, all right? Now, to be fair, you hearing this podcast may have been this may be the first time you've ever heard of John the Baptist, okay? I don't know why I don't know why. Ever since you mentioned we mentioned New York, I've been stuck in the New York accent, so I keep going back and forth here. Um <laughs> But you, this may be the first time you've ever heard of John the Baptist, all right? Jesus himself says that there was no one born among men that is greater than John the Baptist. Mm. So it's a pretty important child that leaps in the womb there. Yeah. At the arrival of the, the one he is forerunning for, the one that he is preparing the hearts of the people for, namely Jesus the Christ in a, in a pregnant Mary. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I love that story. Mm. I absolutely love that story. <clears throat> if you thought, though, <laughs> if you thought that we were done pooling punches, and thought the... we'd end on a nice story about John the Baptist and Jesus and Elizabeth and Mary, let let me just tell you how wrong they are. How wrong <laughs> so you are. Wrong. <laughs> let me just tell you how much God values that life in the womb. Okay, you ready? Right. Exodus 21. This is this is God's law to his people. Okay? Exodus 21 verses 20 through to 25 say this. This these, these are the laws. This is this is civil law. This is what will happen if you do this, okay? When men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out but there is no harm, the one who hit her shall surely be fine as the woman's husband shall impose on him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. 
Now get this. But if there is harm, if there's harm to the baby that, that comes out and a woman is hit, and there's a baby, and the baby is harmed, then you shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. Be gone. That's what happens to you. So if you... If you have an abortion doctor tearing apart a child in your womb, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, if you're injecting solution into your into your into the womb, and that baby is burned to death, burn for burn. That is what is supposed to be required of you. That's what's required of the of of the men in of Israel if harm comes to a child. This is this is what people call a fetus. Now, it is a child. And because that unborn child is made in the image of God, the same thing is required of you as would be if you killed a full-grown human adult in murder. Because Genesis 127 said that child was made in God's image. God made that child, and God made that child in his image. God, God values life. It's why I value life. Not right. because it was, there aren't things that would be easier than valuing life. Yep. But because God is the one who does so. Every paternalistic instinct, every maternal instinct, maternalistic instinct is not just an instinct. It is there because you are made in the image of God. And God has wired you to value certain things. And when we do not suppress, when we do not suppress those inclinations, they are good and right and beautiful and holy reflections of God himself. And who are we to snuff that out? Mm. Mm. I just love this. The verse is great because it paints the picture of two guys actually fighting and they hit a pregnant woman. This isn't even necessarily on purpose. It doesn't even matter if it's on purpose in God's in God's economy. If you accidentally hit a pregnant woman and she is injured, right? Yeah. And the baby comes out, right? Not Not like right there. Not like you hit the baby out of the woman. This is literally if the baby then is born with a disfigurement or is dead, then the payment is enacted that life was taken. Mm, God valued that baby. Yeah. And we have millions, millions of legal abortions performed in this country. Just black brown babies alone, six uh, over sixteen million, mm. over sixteen million. At this point, actually, there's probably over seven. It's actually over seventy, probably over seventeen million now, statistically. We don't know. This is the infuriating part. No one knows why, because we don't even care to count them anymore. 
It's just, just insane. And it's like, you know, you know, Mark Driscoll always said, we count people because people count. Like, you know, all the list of names and in the old Testament and all the list of the numbers of the peoples and the tribes and, and, and all of these things, it all, it all matters. Like they're not just things to skip over. It all matters. God is accounting for people. Oh my gosh. I don't even know how to end this. I don't really know how to end this either. We didn't, I don't, I, all I know is that, you probably have 58 million black and brown votes to cast in the U.S. If we didn't kill the babies, but you only got about 41 now. 42. Hmm. That's a whole voting block. And people are always... You know what? You know what's so, it's just so disingenuous. Right? We're all, we're all pissed off at Dr. Seuss. Because 80 years ago, the guy drew characters in a book. Just FYI. Just from a, a just from a logical standpoint. When you draw a cartoon, it's always a stereotype. It's always a stereotype. Now, we don't have to like stereotypes. And we don't like stereotypes. We don't buy them. Right? They, 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 they don't sell. Because they were, they were, they were, we weren't good. If the easiest way is to vote with your dollar every time. I'm just saying. We're gonna fight, we're gonna argue about Dr. Seuss, right? Which apparently he wanted pronounced soice like voice. Which he didn't help his spelling out very much, did he? No. I mean, I mean it made it very confusing. Yeah. Dr. Seuss, alright? But we're not gonna argue about the fact that in the early nineteen hundreds Margaret Sanger put forth the Eugenesis plan to get rid of people groups that she felt were 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 impacting society and to this day we let that go and stand and that her plan is still mostly affecting the people she most sought to limit their lives it's just it's we light cities up pink because we can kill babies up until the very moment they might breathe their first breath. Little girl babies. Mm. Hmm. Take your pink back. Mm. Take it back. And like the the funny thing is, I mean, like even when we were reading these these laws in in Texas, I'm like, it's not enough. It's not enough. Like the go- the goal of the pro life movement should always be abolition. This needs to be illegal. It needs to be illegal because when our laws don't reflect how God operates, we, we incur that judgment. We, we do. As a nation, we incur that judgment. I, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not going to say that this particular event or that particular event is a cause of judgment for the abortion industry, but I know for a fact that God doesn't bless unrighteousness. He can use unrighteousness for his, for his goodwill, but he does not bless unrighteousness if you listen to us and you're hearing us and you're like that's a bunch of hooey christian nonsense mumbo jumbo then i really hope you've taken just a small gander at pascal's wager and i really hope you're right because if i'm wrong nothing happens nothing happens to me nothing happens to you nothing happens at all if i'm wrong but if you're wrong i mean 
That bill comes due. Just think it through. It's a big tab. Think it through. What are we doing? And it's, it's funny because the, the Satanists, you know, at least this particular sect say that they're, they're non, non-theistic. Like they, they don't, they don't really care about God. They're just about well, essentially doing what they want. And, you know, child sacrifice, which is essentially what abortion is, um, it, it has root, it has its roots in the biblical narratives. I mean, this has been happening for a long time, and abort. Uh, what is it? Abort forty-two. Is that what they're? Is that what they're called? Is that what that organization is? I put this uh, choice. Yeah. Choice forty-two. Choice forty-two. The, the link will be in the notes of the video, and just it, prepare yourself mentally. It, prepare yourself mentally and emotionally. It is. It is chilling, but it accurately correlates abortion to the child sacrifice that has been performed for millennia throughout the history of mankind. All the way and, back to Chemosh and Molech. And that is exactly what the Satanists are doing. This is why it's so on the nose. It's just too on the nose, guys. We're you not really crazy. Gotta, you really gotta hide it a little better. Satanists, Satanist temple in Texas. <laughs> You're coming right out and saying the quiet part right on out loud there. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <sighs> where to go from here? The goal here is that if abortion is something that you promote, if you feel that it is a woman's choice, you must stop. You must stop and consider that every human life, from its first knitting, from the first two strands, is a human life that God has bestowed with personhood and individuality and his own image. And to take that away is murder. You must come and reconcile with that fact. And you must seek forgiveness from the Lord for that. He is good and mighty and loves to forgive. But you must humble yourself and repent. It is necessary. This and is good. No, 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 no. you can keep going. Anyway, there's there's messages here for men and women. I mean, we we hit on the men earlier, <coughs> but the fact of the matter is, <coughs> is that there are churches all over this country, all over our state, even here in New Jersey, that would love to walk with you through pregnancy. And to help you care for a child, even if you're alone. Ladies, even if you're alone. Or even if you want to give the baby up for adoption. There's, but to take the life is absolutely wrong. And it will incur judgment. Nothing makes the situation... There's no portion... Of whatever circumstance you believe is hard that you're going through, that that will be made better by the taking of that life. Correct. There isn't. There, there is no no portion of it will be better. There are there are 
we have we have a we we have an adoption crisis in our country. Do you know what the crisis is? The crisis is well besides the Equality Act. The crisis of of adoption is that we have thousands and thousands of people on wait lists to adopt babies. There's none to adopt because we've killed them all. Ugh. That's the crisis. There are adoption agencies that will take no more applicants because they are thousands deep waiting for children because some of these families can't have children. Some of these families have some children, but they can't have any more. They would love to care for more if someone doesn't want it, want, want their child. They don't want that child to, to, to suffer death. And yet we don't have the babies to give these families because we've killed them. Mm. And that is that is just it, it is so sad. It is so sad. Phew. Huh. But and, and there there is a it is a it is such a it is it's just it's such a gift. It's I literally the man that, that rung me up at Wawa the other day was named his name was Blessed. Hmm. And I said, Is that your real name? He said, Yeah. I said, that is an awesome name because every child is a blessing. Yep. And it's true. Mm-hmm. It is straight fire truth. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're walking around, just by the way, you were a child once. You're alive now. The ones we're talking about right now, they never had a chance. We smothered them before they could even exist. And. You know, we're, we're pastors. We walk with people through terrible life circumstances. We, we know what can happen to people. We know the evil in the human heart that gets committed against people. We know the consequences of that. And, and still yet here we are saying that abortion is not the option. Abortion doesn't fix anything that happened to you. It doesn't. It doesn't make the pain go away. It doesn't make it less of a of a disgraceful, terrifying thing. It doesn't take the images away. It doesn't take the the physical aspects of any of it away. It it does nothing but end a human life. And I I would hate to end railing on this. Because there is so much hope. There is so much hope. Because because that baby that caused John to leap in the womb grew up to be a man. A perfect man. And he, he grew up so that he could be laid bare on the cross. Stripped. Beaten. Crowned with a crown of thorns. So that your sin could be washed away. And he resurrected to new life. So that you could have new life. Abortion is not a sin that can't be forgiven. Wherever our sin goes, God's grace goes deeper. And that is the beauty of Christianity. I mean, so many of you listening to this, will you hear our voices, you know us as people, and you're like... Yeah, okay, well, they're both sinners. Yes, absolutely, that is correct. I'm only only counted righteous by God because of the sacrifice of, of, of the God-man, Jesus Christ himself, on the cross. It's the only way. Yep. It's the, because, you, look, I, you know me, I am not righteous. 
and God has saved me and God can save you and God there's there's healing for those on the other side of abortion abortion is not the end if you come to the realization that you made a mistake you cannot go back in time and undo a mistake but you can move forward in healing and the only way you're going to find healing is through the loving hands of Jesus Christ himself yep Man, men, if you encourage an abortion and you're coming to the realization that your son or daughter is not with you anymore, there is only healing in the hands of Jesus Christ. Yep. There's no healing anywhere else. Nope. You need God to come in and fix that wound. It's not one that can be repaired by any amount of psychology or pills or drugs or alcohol. It's not possible. And yet he does. And that is the grace. That is the hope. He does it all the time. Amen. All the time. He can do it for the Satanists. Hey, maybe this is a resource for my daughter. She's doing a, a perform. She, they were doing a persuasive writing. They were doing brainstorming today. Wow. You know, you had different categories. You just write down topics you wanted to do. And then you would write down your top four. Her number one was ending abortion. Nice. <laughs> nice. Number four. So one through four. Number one was ending abortion. Number four was... Like Governor Murphy shouldn't be governor of New Jersey anymore. Oh. <laughs> I said, baby, you can't go for the low-hanging fruit. That one's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> there, see, did I switch it up? Are we going to end a, little, a slightly uh, more upbeat note? <laughs> That's great. I would oh. love to help her write that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, you know what? I would love to read it. That, yeah, don't, yeah. I would love to read that. That girl spits fire. Oh, by the way, train your kids. Train your kids. Raise them up. Raise up your kids. Speak the truth to them. All right, speak your truth to him. Not, not your truth. Did I say your truth? That you was did. totally that an was accident. A, that was a... Never. Your truth is 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 pretty meaningless. Please speak the truth. Yes. An objective sourced truth, like the the truth of God. That that'd be what you should speak to your child. Correct. Woo! All right. Well, I think that concludes another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. Oh, oh real quick, real quick. Oh. Uh, uh, I know that we're spending money that that has not been created yet as a government, and so you're going to receive checks in the mail. I'm just saying. Lots of problems with the education system, okay? So wherever you are, wherever you're hearing this podcast, take your check. Let's say you're a family of four. Let's say you have a little one, you have a five-year-old, and you got you and your wife. All right, take your family of four. You're getting four $1,400 checks and not even getting into the amount of money they're now trying to make just socialized money for just having children nowadays, which used to be a tax credit. That's neither here nor there. All right, but four $1,400 checks. I'm just letting you know. You could pay for that child in most in most states to go to a, a, a quite a nice private school. All right, use the government's money against them. I must encourage that real quick while we're talking about children and legacy. That's fair. All right, thanks. I still want to say also, that. also, uh, <laughs> we, did, sorry. we did all these thoughts in my head. No, it's okay. Just by way of announcement, we did launch a uh, brand new uh, website. So now you can go to carpefide.com. Um, where you can learn a little bit more about me and Justin. You can listen to all of the episodes. Uh, there's links there to subscribe to them all and listen to them all and download them all. Um, additionally, we opened up a store. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, we're running out of stock, actually. Um, so we're doing pre-orders. We're going to get another round uh, ordered real quick. Um, we did not anticipate... Look, we're two schmucks from in South Jersey here. We're, we're trying to be... Husbands and fathers and, and, and pastors and also a nurse and a, and a delivery driver. So we got lots going on. Um, we didn't expect it to really be very popular. Um, but um, Pastor Coates is imprisoned up in Canada for uh, preaching God's truth uh, in, the, in the face of state mandates. And 
He's in. Look, he's in prison because he stood in his pulpit. That's he, why he's in prison. He, in the face of mandates, he stood in his pulpit. Yep, he stood tall. And um, so we we've released a a come and take it uh, pulpit shirt, um, pulling on the the ancient ideas of Molen Labe, uh, all the way back from Sparta up until, you know, uh, when the, the Texans fighting the Mexicans. Uh, that that famous flag, the Texians. Tec- they were yeah. technically part of Mexico, so they were actually Mexican Tex. They, they weren't really necessarily. They were Mexican Texans. Yeah, they weren't Americans at all. They 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 called them. They became Tex- Texans. Texicans. They were Texians. They became Texans, and then they became a state. Yes. Yes. Um, but their 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 famed come and take it flag with the uh, cannonball symbol. We have redone uh, now most timely for the pulpit. Um, gov- government needs to stay in their lane. Um, they're good for upholding justice, or upholding God's righteousness, and uh, punishing evil, and that's it. So stay in your lane, and we'll 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 preach the good news and uh, come and take it. So you you can uh, purchase that shirt, and if it's not available in your size, uh, just go to the pre-order link, um, so that we know how many to order for our next round of shipments. Already spoke with our printer uh, today, so we're going to be. Working on getting some uh, numbers for the next round ordered ASAP because apparently it's pretty popular. So, ten yeah. percent <laughs> uh, of those uh, sales go up up north into Canada, right to James Coates, uh, his wife Erin, and the uh, wonderful people at uh, what is it, Grace Life mm-hmm. um, Church. Yep, and uh, and I don't know, I don't know how how just how, how exactly they want to receive that. I mean, if we want to keep the government out, we could always use Bitcoin. Cryptos. <laughs> just, sorry, you have another thought. In my That's head. to be determined. <clears throat> TBD. But uh, yeah, all ten percent, ten percent of the shirt sales goes directly to them because they're going to have a lot of legal fees coming up. And Pastor Joe Krishkoch is still in prison until his court date, which is May, because the only way he was going to get out is if he didn't preach the word anymore. And he said, "Pound sand." So, um, which is what we all should say. Um, so yeah, so that, that wraps up another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. So uh, go forth, be well, change, and as always, please remember to seize, seize the, the faith. faith.